You are listening to Jai Long and this is Make Your Break. Hey, so often inside my six-figure business map, which is my mentoring program, I share so many wins with the outside world. So people on the outside can see there's wins everywhere. You see, you know, people in the Facebook group, they're hitting big things. They are charging a lot of money. Um, They're doing so many cool things. And so today I actually wanted to jump on with one of the sailors from the Six Figure Business Map. Her name is Danielle. And she shared a win of how she just booked her biggest elopement package, which was nine and a half thousand dollars just not too long ago. And um, she shared that win with everybody. And I wanted to dive in and see how she did it and the mindset and everything behind that, right? So, so often we see it all, but we don't really know what goes into the background and um, the energy and everything else. So I'm really excited that this one is going to probably get you motivated, get you inspired, and hopefully get you thinking about your pricing and your business in a whole new light. Now, before we get into today's episode, just for the next couple of days as well, if you are a photographer and you want to join the Six Figure Business Map, it is open just for a couple more days and um, we won't open it for quite a while. So make sure you head over. You can head over to sixfigurebusinessmap.com for all the information. But otherwise, let's get into today's episode. Hey, Danielle. So good to have you tuning in from the uh, capital of Canada. How are you? Good. How are you? Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm really good. I've got you on the show because you did just share that you've done 9,500, your biggest package so far as an elopement photographer. You've been in the yeah. business map, you've been hitting goals and you did a post that inspired a lot of people. So I wanted to get you on here so you can share some of that with everybody because so often we get limiting beliefs as creative artists of what we could actually charge, what we're actually worth, if we can actually find the clients out there and everything else. So welcome to the show. And if you want to introduce yourself, I'd love to hear from you. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. Uh, I am a wedding and elopement photographer. I am in Ottawa, Canada, the capital of Canada. I've been doing this for and about And by the way, years. I didn't know that was the capital of Canada until just like <laughs> five seconds ago. Literally nobody does. It's fine. It's, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what the <laughs> capital of Australia a- is? Melbourne, Sydney. Melbourne. You're right. Oh, which one though? Canberra. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, so like not even close. Close enough. Close um, enough. Close it's in between enough, the two. So, you, so it's basically oh, right. Okay. I feel like that's like the Canadian knowledge base of the capital yeah, yeah. of Australia. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so I've been a wedding photographer for about 10 years. I got into photographing elopements about four years ago when I went full time. And I joined the business map in October or maybe September, but anyways, this fall. Yeah. And it was a little eye-opening, I guess, because there's, I think you just get into such a rut of doing things a certain way and being like, oh, this Mm. is just the way it is. This is just the way everybody does things. And then you get into this like global community and you're like, oh shit, like this isn't how everybody does things. (laughs) And there's all these people who are like doing things that you would never expect or never even think of doing. So it took me a couple, it was a big mindset shift, but I basically just slowly started and I had raised my prices last year too, like a ton. Um, I had almost doubled them. And then after kind of joining and seeing what everybody else was doing and just kind of like going through different, like, I don't want to say different challenges, but I was challenging myself with like kind of more ridiculous goals than I would normally set for myself. I mean, um, that, that's the most amazing part about it, isn't it? Because yeah. like you kind of, um, and I'm not talking about like just the business maps, just like anything like this. Like if you get into a situation where you've been doing the same thing over and over 
and then you get into a room where you can be a little bit more competitive because you're like, oh, I want to like keep up and I want to like, I want to yeah. push myself. And then I feel accountable yeah. as well, which I think is really cool. Yeah, exactly. You see all these other people and you're like, oh shit, well, if they're doing it, like what's yeah. stopping me, you know, nothing. So I just started raising my prices. I tried making it more valuable in terms of not like the dollar value of what I was putting in, but just mm -hmm. like being more creative and focusing more on showcasing different things and doing things that nobody in my area was doing. Um, and then I started just playing around with my pricing guide and experimenting. And I raised my prices a shit ton. And a few people were like, oh no, that's too expensive. Like it's not for us. And then I was like, okay, instead of just doing a normal package with, you know, a way higher price, why don't I throw something in where it's super cool, where it's like all day elopement coverage and like a helicopter ride and your stay is included and like just all these things where... Wait, so you got your helicopter yeah. out and you just fly them around? Wouldn't that be amazing? I'd be such a <laughs> badass if that were the case. No, but just like I put together all these like fun packages where... Mm. People were like, oh, that's so cool. Where they're like, oh, we want to come to this cute little mountain town and stay in a treehouse and do this like whole all-inclusive package. And I kind of just like made made stuff up that I was like, oh, this would be fun. Like I would have fun booking this. And then yeah, people just were like, oh, you know what? This actually sounds like it'd be perfect for us. So I think it's one of those things where you don't really know what people are going to be drawn to or what they're going to be interested totally. in if you don't offer it if it doesn't exist nobody's going to ask for it hey i want to actually want to back up and, and talk about one thing but before i yeah. do you know what's really interesting i and i talk about this so often it's like as elopement photographers wedding photographers like a lot of photographers we're actually not a needed service and we're a loved yeah. service and so people forget that so we think we're like a needed service and then we set up these um perimeters around our packages to make them the same as everybody else because we're trying to like go into a standard industry but really if you realize your love services then it's like wait i can make up anything that i want to and i can create yeah. a service that people can't not like fall in love with and see uh, i can create up a package that's completely different i can include the things i want to include because really i'm just having fun and i want my clients to have fun and i think that's just such yes. a playful way to create um your packages and look, and look at your own business as well yeah no that's you're so smart you're such a genius but like it's so true because <laughs> you're just like who is this chick no it's so true though and i've been every the past few meetings that i've had with my assistant i'm honestly like and I've been saying to her, like, you know what? If it's not fun, I don't want to do it. Like, I mm. only want to do stuff that's fun that we're, like, excited about. So we were like... Yes, and that's what business, business is all yeah. about when you work for yourself. Exactly. And mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, regardless of, like, yes, I'm paying you to be here and, like, be my assistant. But I was like, I want you to be excited about stuff, too. Mm. And anyway, so it's just, I think, following the things that light you up and not being afraid to just kind of play around with things and experiment with things and offer things to people and kind of show people what you think would be fun. Because if you don't have it out there for them to look at or experience, then they're not going to think of it themselves, you know? You know, like um, I have interviewed so many people in this podcast and I've, and I've worked with so many different people inside the business map and all over the place. But the people that stand out and start stepping up and leveling up and blowing up is always the ones that go, fuck it, I'm doing it for me. I want to have fun in my business. And they make their business fun. 
And as a result, yeah. they show up more in their business. Yes. The passion shows to everybody around them. And then people are willing to pay more for those people, opposed to someone that could be a little bit more desperate, putting out sales or things like that, or or yeah. just feeling like they got no clarity and and um direction. So it's just amazing. Like what I like to do when I see anyone that has big success is I like to draw the line to see what is the common denominator between everybody and without okay. uh, without a doubt that is one of them there is no one that i see that's like man i've got no idea what i'm doing and i really hate my job but i'm fucking killing it like there's yeah. no one that, that i've ever <laughs> so seen true. doing that you know what i mean yeah yeah hey, i actually no, wanted to back so, up so on true. something real okay. quickly yes. so you said and i quote you said you put up your prices a couple of people got in touch they said that you that you're not for them you're out of their price range how did that make you feel and how did you keep pushing through to not lower your prices and continue to try and find those perfect clients? Oh, that's such a good question. Okay. So it's good. I think <laughs> you're like, I know it's a good question. Um, no, that's such a good question because I think initially like we're human, right? Like someone says no to you and you're like, oh shit. But then I think you take a step back and you're just like, okay, they're not saying no to me. They're saying no to what I was offering them. It wasn't a good fit mm. for them. So I think initially there's like a little bit, you know, you get a little bit like hurt. There's that like rejection, but I think I was just kind of like, okay, well, and I remember you said it on a podcast that I listened to. I don't know which one it was, but you were like, if something isn't working, it's your fault. Like it's always your fault. So I was yeah. like, yeah, that's, that's true. That's accurate. So I was like, hey, <laughs> that does make what? sense. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. So I had a few people in a row who were like, oh, sorry, like you're out of our price range. You're past our budget. We went with another photographer. So I was kind of mm -hmm. like, okay. So like, I was like, obviously I'm not getting the value across. They're just not seeing how valuable yes, this offer exactly. is. Exactly. So I was like, I need to redo my website. So I'm redoing my website right now. I redid my pricing guide. I changed mm -hmm. up my offers. I changed up how I presented my pricing guide. So instead of it just being like, here's a photo, here's a price list, here's yeah. a link to book a call. It's like basically like my full client magazine. Like there's so much fucking good information and value and tips and tricks and like basically mm -hmm. showing them like, this is what you get when you book me plus, 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 plus. So I think that kind of, and then once I switched up my pricing guide and kind of made a few little tweaks on my website, just like in the interim until it's all done um, and started sending that out, then I did get a few people who were like, oh, sorry, like you're out of our budget, which is so funny because like I have prices on my website. But anyways, I think people are just yeah. like, oh, we'll see what, we'll see what happens anyways. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I had a few people who were like, oh, you're out of our budget. Sorry, we went with someone else, even though I, they knew what my prices were before contacting oh, me. Oh, thank you for wasting um, my time. <laughs> yeah, which it's fine. It's fine. It's yeah. all good. But yeah, it's interesting for sure. But yeah, and then I did have a few people who were like, oh, you know, we really weren't expecting to spend this much, but we love your photos and like, we love mm. chatting with you and like, let's do it. So I think, and then, yeah, for that $9,500 elopement, I wasn't expecting them to pick it. Like I wasn't, I just was like, oh, you know what? For shits and giggles, I'm going to like quickly adjust my pricing guide and throw in a couple extra pages with a couple super bougie packages. And I'll just, yes. see. and they were like, Oh yeah, we, that's we, me, like, bitch. I yeah, want to splurge. Well, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> uh, this is this is the energy that I want for my wedding. Yeah. Like, well, and that's just it too. And I think especially with couples who are eloping, like they don't they're not looking for a deal. They're not looking for a budget. No, but if you're exactly. offering them something that only seems like it's worth five thousand dollars, then they're like, okay, well that's what I'm gonna that's well that's what I'll pay. You know? Oh, sorry. 
Yeah. yeah. But if you're throwing something out there to them where you're very clearly outlining the value and you're like, they're like, oh, this is worth like 12 grand, but we're only paying 9,000. This is great. So yeah. And I so it becomes an unfair yeah. deal, right? So they get an amazing yes, deal. And exactly. then you feel so good about taking their yeah. money and giving them the amazing service. You know, yes. so that's the thing. Like, I mean, so many people, we talk about business and it's like, we can feel so guilty about charging and so uh, hung up on making money and stuff. But yeah. the way that literally capitalism works is you have two people. One is they're looking for something and they've got money to exchange. The other person is like, I've got the thing. And then if you exchange money and then if you've done business right, you looked after the client, then both parties are ha- happy. You know, and that's yeah. what we're trying to get to. It's just like, thank you for giving me that money. So then that way I can continue to run my business and keep blowing up, you know, my services and creating amazing adventures for people. And then they're yeah. saying, thank you for putting that on for me so I could spend my money with you. So then I could, you know, go out there and I could elope and not feel like I was on a budget or doing something less than a wedding mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. else it is just because I was eloping. So yeah, I love that. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I can't say it was my idea, but like I was inspired (laughs) by the community and everybody, um, which was awesome. But yeah, it's definitely, and I mean, I feel like no matter how high you can like book a package or how much income you can make, I feel like you can still uh, like, there's another girl that she got featured on like the Instagram page for six figure business map, like a day after me. And she did like 600,000 in her second year of business. And you're just like, holy shit. Like, I know. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you're riding this high thinking you're like, oh, like I'm doing really well. And then you'll see. But there's always like that someone and... that can do better. Hey, it's exactly. it's mind blowing. But also yeah. it expands your ceiling because like, believe it or not, she blew my ceiling out of the water because I don't know if you know this, but I only made maximum 500,000 per year. And I was a really sought after wedding photographer. I was shooting yeah. like 50 weddings. Like, you know, I was hustling. And I yeah. thought that's as most that I could possibly make. And then she yeah. comes along. She made 630,000 working by herself in the second year. And I'm like, man, my limiting belief was the thing that was right? like allowing me to make 500,000, not more. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so true. It's crazy too. And I know like a lot of other local photographers here where they're like, oh yeah, like six figures, but like 120 K max. That's the most you can make here as a wedding mm. photographer. Oh, I get and challenged like, that all the time. People always yeah. tell me that. And I'm like, okay, yeah. well, <laughs> I've seen people make You're like, do you <laughs> want to see my statements? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It's crazy. But anyways, it's been a little bit wild, but yeah, I think what you said with your limiting beliefs, it's just, I think no matter how well you're doing, you always have to keep challenging yourself and keep challenging oh, those do. limiting beliefs because mm-hmm you're always going to be like, okay, well, this is the best I can do. And it's like, no, it's not like, there's yes. always someone who's doing better than you. Right. So, and you're always, no matter what level you get to, you always have these same thoughts. Like don't yeah. ever forget that, you know, for whoever's listening right now, you don't get to a level and go like, oh man, I get to a, a level and then I can just infinitely make more money and do more things. You're always struggling with this mindset. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like where's my, so story? true. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, a good example of this is even when I mentor right now, I can mentor someone to make six figures. No problem, right? I can mentor someone. If someone came to me and said, Joe, I want to make a million dollars in my year. I mean, a per year in my business, I can do that. Yeah. I can show them the yeah. roadmap exactly how. Then for me, I want to make eight figures in my business per year, right? So I'm like, I want to work it out. And the reason being is because I love working out the, the missing pieces of the puzzle. But my mindset is, 
Jai, you can't do it. You've already hit your ceiling. It's impossible for you. How could it possibly happen? And then from there, I'm looking around like, what coach do I need? There's so many coaches that do it. I don't know how they're doing it. You know, so now I'm curious and now I feel humbled again. And now I'm on a path of like self-development, learning, getting into a new community, meeting new people, having new conversations, getting uncomfortable, just like you were talking about before. And then everything starts expanding again. So the only time that we get that ceiling is when we get complacent with where we are. And then we believe there isn't anything more for us. Yeah. And you just kind of, you're like, I'm in this zone and it becomes comfortable. And then you're like, Mm -hmm. I'm in a new elevated comfort zone. So, and it's fine to rest there for a bit. It's, that's not bad, but I think it's when you, once you're aware of the fact that you're in it to just kind of be like, okay, well, how can I bust through this? Okay, here's the limiting belief that we should bust for some people. If you okay. charge nine and a half thousand dollars for elopement, does that mean you had to work yourself to the bone, do it like way more hours, and then get no sleep because there was more pressure and everything else? And was it that different to charging two thousand dollars for an elopement? No, people. <laughs> if people are listening to this, they might be like, "You're full of shit." But honestly, I work harder, and it's more stressful. And I stay up later and I'm more of a perfectionist when I work with cheaper clients. Yeah. And it's like the more, the more that people say it again. <laughs> oh my God. The more that people pay me, I'm like holding the mic up closer yeah, to my like mouth. So it's louder for people. Yeah. Louder for, for the people in the back. Um <laughs> no, but like the more I've charged people, the mm. more they're just like, oh, do whatever we trust you. And like, yeah. oh yeah, you can show up whenever. And like, oh, if you think that's good, okay, tell us what to do. Like, they're so chill. And I send the galleries back and they're just like, oh, it's perfect. And we knew it would be like, they're just happy with everything. Mm. And I think it's just, they're a little more, I don't want to say like secure in who they are, but I think they know what they're investing in and they They know know why they're investing in it and they know what they want. And they know that by hiring you or, you know, whoever, like if they're hiring you and you're charging them a lot, then they're like, and they, they have a connection with you. They feel comfortable with you. They know like, okay, you're going to take care of me. They, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think I mean, so that's one of the things yeah. is like people are always trying to solve two problems for themselves it's a money problem and a time problem. And so if you've got someone that's got all the time in the world, that's going to be riding you back, like giving you Pinterest boards and checking up on you every two minutes to yeah. make sure that you're like doing this and you're doing that. And what gear have you got? And how many meetings can we have? And how many more extra hours can you do? Like they've got so much time on their hands it's because they got no money. So that's what they're trying to solve. Right. And then when someone's yeah. got money, like, and I say this all the time for me, like if I've got money, I don't actually want an engagement shoot and I don't actually want more time, but I will pay more money to get less time. You know, so that means like um, I'm buying back my time and I'm happy to pay the money for it. Yeah, absolutely. Which is so fascinating. It's true though, right? Because I used to be in banking and I would meet like literal millionaires all the time. And like, obviously, you know, you'd see people's bank balances and stuff, right? And the people who had tons of money, they didn't look like they had tons of money. They weren't, yeah. you know, wearing expensive suits or driving up in expensive cars. They were just so self-assured and they made decisions like rich people. And I mean that uh-huh. by like, they didn't, they, they didn't deliberate about like this or that. And not even just to save money, but they were just like, <sighs> they were okay to spend the money. But also if you would ask them a question be like, oh, would you rather do this or this? 
they would just, they wouldn't even hesitate. A lot of the time it was just like split second thinking and like Mm. so fast, so self-assured. And I think it's interesting when you kind of like think about that in terms of just like people purchasing things, because I don't know, it's just, you know, like I I find this all so fascinating and, 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 like to say in layman's terms, like rich people, it's hard. It's, I mean, saying rich people is not probably the right way to say it, but let's just say rich people. Um, okay. <laughs> I've always noticed, I've always noticed, like whenever I've hung out with like anyone that's rich, they literally value things so differently because they have different parameters of what it's worth to them. So you yeah. notice like they don't dollar and dime. They're never complaining about how much something costs. They're never undervaluing arcs and for discounts and things like that. This is in my experience, what I've always noticed but they don't waste their money and buy dumb things either. Right. So yes, for yes. instance, they value things so differently because they know like Danielle, if they're looking at your thing and it say it's nine and a half thousand dollars, they don't come to you and go, why is it worth that much? Like, can yeah. you split that down? Like they never think like that because nine and a half thousand is a different sum to them. And what the way that they see it. So like, do I get nine and a half thousand dollars worth of value from this? If the answer is yes. It's like, wow, they provided me that much. This is a hundred percent worth it. Right. And yeah. is this going to save me time? Is this going to give me more status? Is this going to give me the end result that I want? Because believe it or not, all of us would, lo- would rather spend more money on the thing that we want than spend less money on buying something shit. And so yes. often people yes. don't realize this. Right. So I would rather if if there's two things for sale, let's say there's a photographer, they don't do very well. They never get back to their emails. The, the photos don't look that great. The package was just kind of half done. And then yeah. someone else doubled the price, amazing photos that I actually want with the experience and the person I actually want to be with and everything else. Like personally, it's cheaper for me to pay double for that photographer than it is to pay for half price for the photographer that probably won't even show up. You know Yeah, what I mean? absolutely. And I booked another wedding today. And when I was on the call with her, she was like, and it's like 15 minutes from my house. It's like super easy. So it's like the nice mix of like traveling all over and doing elopements and then also just doing local weddings. Um, (laughs) But she's like, yeah, you're the most expensive photographer that we looked at. And you're like double Mm -hmm. the cost of the other ones that we looked at. But we like your stuff and we like you. So I was like, okay, cool. And then she booked me today. But it's kind of like people who have an iPhone 14 versus like, I don't know an HTC one or like, like a, Mm -hmm. just, you know, a phone that is fine, but it's like $500 instead of $1,200. It's like, even though you could save money, it's like, people don't, they want the iPhone. They want the iPhone 14 pro max. They want the thing that they want. They want to splurge on themselves because they deserve it. Like, yeah, Yeah. they want to spend. Exactly. Yeah. And then what's interesting with this whole relationship is like, you get a whole bunch of clients that come in through the door, they send you an email and they're like, Hey, I'm so excited about my wedding. I really want to spend some money. We're going to have something bougie. You know, this is going to be, I want that big energy. And then we get back to them and go like, Oh, uh, tell me if this price is all right. Like it's a little bit expensive. And we give them this price guide and it's like prices start from $2,000 and we go around the bush and we don't talk about it and we don't sell to them. Like you can see how we don't match the energy. It's like, yeah. hey, you should have something on your on your price guide that literally says like, hey, if you want everything, nothing but the best, you want to go bougie, you want to have that, you know, whatever it is for your wedding, let's make it happen. We've got the yeah. 10 grand package. We've got the $20,000 package for you, you know? <laughs> I love it. That's like my next goal. But yeah, it's it's so true. And I mean, 
I've shot weddings where I know for a fact that they've spent more on flowers than they've yeah. spent on me, like on the photos. So it's like, which okay. was always the weddings that I shot because. Yeah. You know, like, you know, yeah. you they've spent like $8,000 on the florals and the installations and the bouquets mm-hmm. and centerpieces and everything. And you're like over here charging $4,000, like a schlub. And you're like, okay, wait, but like the flowers are amazing, but you won't have them after like, they're going to be dead. So Yeah. I think it's kind of just reframing your perspective a little bit and be like, Hey, people have the money to spend. And I think they want to, like you said, they want to spend the money. They want the experience. They want to be treated well and looked after. And I think it's just presenting that as an option to them confidently. And you know, if it's not for them, it's not for them, but there are people who want that. Hey, I'm really fascinated. Like you joined the business, Matt. When you joined it, you said you got confronted with your mindset and everything by looking around, yeah. seeing what everyone else was doing. And then it sort of broke some limiting beliefs. And then you went in and then you started like implementing some strategies. You just started going all out and like making yeah. things happen and moving the needle. So often we get so stuck in our ways where we have done the thing that has worked in the past and then we don't like to change and we could become stubborn in our own way. But for you, you are very coachable is the word where you come in and then you see a new way that you deem is better than the way that you're doing. So then you quickly pivot and change to the new way, which is that's what I'm always doing. Um, I'm always wrong. I'm trying to prove myself right. You know, so that's it's like a different mindset again. Yeah. But um, for you, like when you came in, you looked at pricing and everything really like kind of talk me through that. Like, did you just adapt straight away and start changing things? And was there strategies that you were like, I'm going to implement this straight away? That's such a good question. I don't know that I implemented anything immediately. I definitely, and I, it's funny because like the way you do the course where you're like, okay, don't just start at one and then work through them in order. Like you need to go. And I was like, oh, I definitely need to work on pricing first. And then I kept being like, oh, no, I'm just going to like go work on some marketing and like, oh no, I'm just going to go work on like my sales strategy. And so I was almost kind of avoiding it. And then I was like, (laughs) why am I doing this? And I was like, I can't keep, you know, shooting weddings for four or $5,000, even $6,000 because time is finite. Right. And if you don't Mm. have all the time in the world and you don't have time to shoot 60 weddings a year, like you're just, you're, you're at your max, you're at your ceiling. So I think it took me a little while. And then I just kept seeing people and like other photographers too, who are also in Canada and they're like a few hours from me. And they're in kind of like a similar demographic or situation in terms of like the client base and they were just killing it. And I was like, okay, like, obviously I need to just stop fucking around and just take this seriously and just do Mm. it. And then I went through and just started changing all my pricing and revamping everything. And yeah, it, I don't want to say it just like instantly worked overnight because you definitely have to play around with things and experiment. But I think there's definitely a shift when you finally can get past the roadblock which is yourself, like you are the only thing that's in your way, right? You're blocking your own path. So I think, yeah. yeah. So I think once you can get past that and be like, okay, I'm standing in my own way. Like I have nothing to lose at this point. I'm just going to try this. And then you play around and experiment. And once you find your sweet spot, it's like, oh, okay, perfect. I found it. And then you can keep working through it, adjusting as you go. Yeah. I hope that kind of answers the question. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, that makes so much sense. Was there, um, was there one strategy that you sort of was hesitant to sort of implement or was it all sort of pretty much like, okay, so I'm just going to get in here and um, just start experimenting with things? Well, I think what I was always doing before is I was always doing like 
packages, which is fine. And I know that works for a lot of people, but I just kept finding like the clients that I love to work with weren't Mm. interested in that. And they just kept saying like, they would pick apart my packages and be like, oh, well, we just want this or we just want this. And then Mm. by when I would have those conversations with them, I'd be like, oh, well, if we're stripping this down and you only want one piece of it, then I'll only charge you for that one piece, which resulted in me basically like just always being stuck at the same amount Mm. of money. So instead I just went to completely a la carte, except for my like big bougie elopement packages which I kind of like included everything. It was like basically all or nothing. So I had the big expensive packages with everything in it. And then I had just a la carte. So it's like you pay for the number of hours, you can add on an album, you can add on extra time, you can add on an extra shooter, you can add on film, you can add on Polaroids, like you can add on all of these other little things, which alone don't look like they're that expensive. But when you go through and add them up, it's like the wedding I booked today. shit. Yeah. She was like, we only want four hours. And I was like, "Mm, I don't think that you do. So I sent her a few different timelines with a few different quotes. And she's like, (laughs) okay, you're right. We want six hours. Plus we want an engagement. Plus we want an album. Hey, I want to stop you on that because it's so funny. There's so often that people come to you and they tell you what they want, but they don't know what they want. And it's one thing that's working really well for you is you ask questions and you actually get to know these people, right? So, so often we send a generic price guide, generic email, and then we expect to get something amazing back. But the second that you dive in and ask the questions and show up as an expert. So for instance, I could come to you and say, I just want four hours and then tell you like, oh, I'm thinking of dinner and we could go to this place. I could jump in a helicopter and do all this. Like you as a professional, if you just said, yeah, I can make that work. Um, It's going to cost four grand. and then after the fact, I'm like, shit, why don't we take photos of this and this and this? It's like, well, you only won four hours. I actually yeah. didn't. I just was ill undereducated. I was ill prepared yes. and I didn't know. And then it's your responsibility to come up and say, hey, actually, Jai, I think six hours is going to cost you a little bit more, but you're going, it's exactly what you're after, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I love no, that. it's so true. And I think it's not being afraid to tell people like, when they're not, not even necessarily not being realistic, but it's just like you said, Mm -hmm. like most couples, if they're planning a wedding or they're hiring you, even if it's not, even if you're not a wedding photographer, if they're hiring you for a service, they're not an expert. You are. It's like when I used to sell Mm. like financial products and stuff at the bank, like the, the consumer isn't the expert, like you as the employee or the business owner, you're the expert. So you have to tell people. And a lot of the time people would be like, I want this. And you're like, no, but you don't. And this is why. And this is a better suit for you. Like this is better suited to what you're looking for. Man, showing up like that, it actually changes the game. And that's like different from pricing. It's going into sales and stuff. But it's um, it really is the most important thing when it comes to your business and making a lot more money in your business. And that's like um, Natalia was talking about, she made 630,000, but it was literally like that. It was just like, okay, ask a question. What do they actually want? They came to them with a three grand budget. They're not spending $20,000 with her because she was listening on what do they actually want? What could we do? What's a fun package? You know, what's unrealistic. And then um, from there, she allowed her clients to dream and imagine and like fall in love with the idea of these things. And then she fulfilled it you know? Yeah. Which is so cool. So badass. Like I need to listen to her podcast episode and take notes. Yeah. (laughs) It's so cool. Um, so one thing I want to talk about, so just talking about pricing and things like this so often, so many people say charge what you're worth. Right. And I always say like, "Mm, you don't really know what you're worth because you know, like everybody it's like sort of comes down to like what people are willing to pay you. But having said that you need to feel 
like you are being valued and you need to feel like you're, you are making the money to make you feel worthy. And so, so often we put these small packages in and we blame our clients for not paying us more, even though we don't have a package to allow them to pay more. But yeah. how important is it for you? Like when you're like doing all these things and having fun, going out there, playing with your clients, creating art with them for you to feel valued in that relationship and, um, and have the freedom to actually make the best art possible for them. Yeah. And that's a huge part of, and I, and I say that, like, I try and say that as much as I can, like on my website and on my, you know, initial response email, I tell them like, I'm not the photographer for everyone. If you, if we don't end up working together, that's totally fine. Like there's no hard feelings. I just want to make sure that I'm the perfect fit for you. And like, that's like the very first email that I send to them. And then when we're on a call, I say it to them again, like I might not be the best fit for you. I want to make sure that our energies are aligned. I also am like a yoga teacher. So I'm like very woo woo and granola. Is she really good um, at sales? Did you do sales when you're doing the banking job? Yes. And I was in the top 1% <laughs> I and I like won I trips to Mexico it. and stuff. But it's so wow. funny because it took me like four years to translate from being like number one in sales for like, just kind of very like, I don't know, straight, narrow, like business products and like mm -hmm. banking products. Then I was like, yeah, if I was you just can get good such... at that, then you can be good at anything. Yeah. Well, and it, but it took me such a long time to be good at selling myself. And I was like, why is this so fucking hard? Like, why am I struggling with this? But I think a big part of it is just not feeling confident, but a huge piece of that confidence came from me being able to play and be creative because mm. when you're charging $500 for a shoot, that's an hour that's at a public park where there's a hundred other people, you can't be creative or do anything weird because yeah, it's really you hard. don't have time. There's people all around. Your couple feels awkward. But when I, I literally was charging $500 for um, engagement sessions or couple sessions, I started, I literally just bumped my price up to 1600. So I like tripled it. And I was like, oh, this wow. is fucking crazy. Nobody's going to book it. And people kept booking it. And I was like, oh, this mm. is so weird. So I started sending them quizzes and I started doing long Zoom calls and I started helping them plan out their outfits and like really, and I'm like, oh, let's go to the sweet location. It's an hour and a half away, but like, it'll be super fun. And I started being more of a collaborator instead of just like showing up and taking their photos. And then I would love that carve out space at the end, every every session I would take 10 minutes and I'm like, Hey, I'm just going to do some weird shit if that's okay. And they'd be like, yeah, cool, whatever. And then I would get to play around and do stuff that I wanted to do and then showcase that kind of like weird, more creative photography. And then other people would see it and be like, Oh, that's so cool. We like that. And then they wouldn't question the $1,600 for a shoot. Of course not. Yeah. So okay, now you're getting me excited for my own business. It's funny, like, you know, listening to this <laughs> stuff, it gets me so excited, you know, just to go out there. And I'm hope like anyone that's listening now, I hope you're getting the same energy because you can translate all the things you've done in the past and you can create something that's just fun. And as it becomes more fun, you get more money. And as you get more money, you can provide yeah. more and a better service that best in lines of you as well. But yeah, it is interesting, exactly. you know, um, Dana, um, Danielle, it's just like people don't realize business is sales, right? And so yeah. it's a sales game. And so for you to be the best version of yourself, to be able to sell the most, you need to actually believe in your product and love your product and be passionate around your product. So it's like one of the most important things, because if you are, for instance, trying to sell 
you know, sessions down at the park where you're like, oh, I don't really want to do it. It's hard to park. Yeah. I don't feel like I get paid that much. The couples are never that happy. It's always a midday. It's always, they're always wearing ugly clothes. It's kind of a bit <laughs> of a, right? It's always Sorry, a little bit I'm- hard. I'm just laughing because you're just describing many years of my life. But well, yeah, I, it's, it's mine as well. So it's exactly so the same. Right? So I know, true. I know it. Like I have done it for years and oh. years. And so it's so funny that I wasn't even selling much of those like little shoots like that because I wasn't excited about it. Yeah. You know? And so when yeah. I like provided myself, when I when I started doing like ten thousand dollar packages and stuff, I was like, man, we're gonna go traveling, we're gonna hike, we're gonna do this, I'm gonna have my film camera, I'm gonna have, you know, uh, think of all the things I can do. All of a sudden, I was selling so many of these packages, making so much more money because I was pumped. I was like, I know I'm the most expensive photographer that you've seen, and it's still a better deal, you know. So yeah. I was good at sales because I loved selling the thing that I had. Yeah. It's like, how often do you get a new toy or product or something that's the coolest thing you've ever seen in your life? It doesn't matter how expensive it is, but you're going to go around and show it to everybody and you're excited about it, right? You're pumped. So it's like, I don't know. And I was like, always so good at selling certain things where I'd be like, oh my God, you should, yeah, for your like home equity line of credit or whatever, but you should also get this credit card because it gives you points and then you can go on a free vacation. And they're like, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you should totally get it. And like, obviously ethically and morally and, you know, all covering all the bases and all that good stuff. But yeah, just like things where I'm like, oh, that'd be so exciting. You would be able to go on a free trip. And they're like, yeah, oh, like that's you so are true. excited yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Where I'm like, you should totally do this. And same thing with my couples where I'm like, oh my God, we can pull out your vintage van and we can go to this waterfall and we can take pictures until the sun goes down. We can bring beer and snacks. And they're like, oh my God, that sounds like so much fun. And I'm like, I'm excited to go do that. Whereas, yeah, if they're in like their ugly clothes and in a public park when there's like little kids running around screaming and everyone's <laughs> no, watching us, and no it's talking. just like yeah. not a What's- vibe. It's funny because like I feel like the the six figure business map is like such a successful coaching program like for me as well and it's funny cuz for me to sell it like I have sold it to so many people and the reason being is because it's so fun it's it impacts yeah. so many people so I love it but as it's brought in more money I've been able to build out a business that I love so for instance like and I've talked to this before to so many people. It's like, I don't have to sell, like send out journals and I don't have to hire community managers and do all these things I do in the back yeah. background because no one else does that stuff. But for me, I'm like, man, I'm building a business that I love that every day I get to show up and I'm more and more passionate about it. And I feel like we're always over delivering on my over promises. And because of that, by default, you end up expanding your business, selling more, more people talk about it. Um, you get more diehard fans, you get more results for people. Yeah. And everything expands and and becomes amazing. And we can all do this in our business. And if you don't do this, you can't expect to have the same success as somebody else that you're competing with that has that energy. Oh, absolutely. And it's, yeah, it's, it's little extra things, but it's like, like how you send out the journals and like, Mm. you know, you sign up, you like putting your credit card, whatever you sign up for the course, you start doing some stuff. And then you kind of forget. And then you get this journal in the middle and you're like, oh my God, this is so cute. And like, that's something that, if I were to, I mean, I do send out client gifts, but I send out like cute earrings and I send out really nice candles and I send out like really nicely printed magazines with like buttery soft covers and like all things that I'm like, I would be so excited to get this. And it's Mm. just, yeah, I don't know. It's just little tiny things that you can do to kind of elevate the experience a little bit that make it exciting for for you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's caring for them, but it's like something that, 
you're excited to send out is something that somebody else is excited to receive. And I think it works for like an offer of a service as well. If you're excited to offer it, they're excited to accept it. You know, it's funny. People always say like, you know, the coaching industry is oversaturated, the photography industry is oversaturated, like this elopement industry, so many oversaturations everywhere, according to everyone. Yeah. But I find it, I'm like, man, it's undersaturated because there's not that many people that are that passionate, that have a good service that they're actually out there selling relentlessly to everybody that actually care for their clients. And when you find those people, they're actually few and far between, which means it's really easy to like blow up your business and do these things. So for me, like I sometimes get people saying like, Jai, are you worried about everyone like creating courses like you and then being, and then sort of like competing with you and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm not because I care for my clients. And then if I, as long as I keep caring for my clients, creating an experience that I'm excited about, no one can compete with me. Right. Yeah. Because, because no one can provide that. And so, and no one is providing that. And so whoever's listening right now, like in your business, if you can provide that wherever you are and you can show up that way, man, look out. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> so true. Hey, I know that you do some mentoring. I know that you yes. um, do some cool things. Can you share with us where we can find you, where we can stop in and say hello on Instagram and everything else? Yeah, absolutely. So my Instagram is just at Danielle Ashleen and nobody ever knows how to spell it or pronounce it. So it's A-I-S-L-I-N-G. And my website is the same. It's DanielleAshleen.com. And I'll be launching my education site soon with my digital product shop and mentorships and all that fun stuff. Epic. Hey, have you been listening to my new podcast? Educated I did. Yes. I binged the first few episodes and I still need to leave you a review. I'm so sorry. Every time I listen, I'm driving in my car. So I'm like, ah, shit, I need to remember. If I just keep reminding you every single episode, you'll do it one day. I will. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually one day I'll do it. I'm really excited. Actually, it's so exciting that I get to sort of dive into that and share all that stuff. That's like my little selfish side passion because it's like, I get to share all this stuff that I never got to share before because it's so different to everything else that I do. So um, yeah. I'm glad that you've been able to jump on and listen to that stuff. And I'm excited to share that journey with you. Yeah, it's amazing. I love it so far. So keep doing it. Sweet. Hey, thank you so much for jumping on. Thank you so much for energizing and motivating everyone that's listening and bringing some inspiration and everything else. I really appreciate you being part of the community and everything else. And um, now you get to listen to the podcast with you on it. So strange and so cool. I'm very excited. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much, Jai. Hey, Make Your Breakers. Want to streamline your audible dose of inspiration, motivation, and creative biz insights with a custom playlist made just for you? Um, was that a yes, please? Kicking our arses into gear, sifting through all of Make Your Breaks episodes to date. Yep, we're talking all 200 plus episodes. We've meticulously curated some banging playlists just for you. We want to help you to make that break ASAP. So whether you're a newbie or have listened to every episode a million times, jump into the show notes and check out the little something something we whipped up to generate your very own custom playlist.